the Boardroom Podcast. I want to give a shout out to FYI CBD, my friends Caleb and John, and their product, FYI CBD. It's a safe, legal, and 100% natural way to replenish the endocannabinoid system in the human body, resulting in unparalleled health benefits. You guys are going to want to try this. FYI CBD, use promo code BOARDROOM20 at checkout for 20% off. FYICBD.com. And Monkey Surf Resort, the newly built Monkey's Resort, is a luxury Telo Island surf resort in Sumatra, Indonesia, providing better access to premier Telo Island waves. I'm going to be going there next year. I'm excited. I'm already having boards built. My froth meter is through the roof. Check it out, monkeysresort.com. If you want to get a hold of me regarding the podcast, shoot me an email, scott at boardroomshow.com. Just over six years ago, I stood at a podium in Laguna Beach and introduced the first ever Surf Park Summit, a conference of the fledgling man-made wave industry. The mission was clear, build authentic, sustainable, and profitable surfing experiences to grow the surf industry and provide the mental, physical, and emotional stoke of surfing outside of the ocean. The room buzzed. There was palpable excitement, but the room was also tempered with cautionary tales. Understandably, many were waiting for somebody to make the first move. Over the next few years, a series of events unfolded, not the least of which was Kelly Slater's Wave Ranch video, dropping like a hot, fast torpedo via social media, and it seemed to blow up any hesitation. Momentum in the man-made wave industry took off. And here we are, 2019, three weeks away from 2020. And a wave pool is being built right here in my own backyard in Oceanside, California. Right across the street from a solid handful of surfboard manufacturers off of Airport Road. So the question is, what will it look like? How much will it cost? How big will the waves be? What is the deal? The Boardroom Podcast with Mike Grell from Ocean Camp. Let us begin. Welcome, Mike, to the Boardroom Podcast. Mike Grail is here from Ocean Camp. Is is that correct? Is that yeah, the, yeah. Ocean Camp's the brand. Ocean yeah. Camp's the yeah. brand. Yeah. And um, I guess, what is your official title there? Uh, I'm the senior vice president in charge of the development. So, wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, San Diego County is sort of a buzz with this more than rumor that, that there's going to be a wave park or a, a surf park or a wave pool in Oceanside. And you're like one of or the developer of that project. Is that correct? Right, yeah. right. So Zephyr Partners is the is the company that owns the property. And uh, myself and a few other guys within the company are the folks leading the charge to get it done. And 
So you work for Zephyr, and within Zephyr, you you and a couple of guys are sort of leading the charge with Ocean Camp. That's right. right. That's right. Cool. Yeah. And you're obviously a surfer. Yep. Just got back from the North Shore yesterday. Oh, so. good. How were the waves? Oh, I was pumping all pumping. week. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. How did you surf? Um, Mostly camped out at Rockies. Got a couple waves of backdoor, but yeah, Rockies and B-Land <laughs> is kind of the spot. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? Oh, man. 41. 41. Old. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got the Kelly Slater wave pool. We've got um, the BSR, the Waco wave. Um, there's, of course, there was a wave at, in Austin inland, mm-hmm. which was wave garden technology. Um, and there's some wave gardens in Europe and, uh, and there's this new one in Melbourne, which is sort of on the, on the minds of many because of that recent edit that you probably saw. Yep. So as you and your two guys within Zephyr are looking at developing this property, tell me a little bit about the development. Let's back up and tell me what the development looks like right now on on paper sure um well it's the old drive-in site in the ocean side so it's a 92 acre property um and what we're what we're conceptualizing is really a california lifestyle community so it's more than just the wave it's it's uh includes the wave a 300 room hotel about 126,000 square feet of commercial space for stores restaurants office that kind of stuff and then um Right now, the proposal also includes about 700 residential units. And the, the concept really is to bring camp uh, into fruition as a sustainable project that's really focused on the California lifestyle, you know? So that includes surfing, skating, mountain biking, mountain climbing, yoga, and health and wellness. So really, that's what we kind of refer to as our pillars of engagement. And, and we try to take, we're trying to take those aspects and distribute them throughout the project and really kind of create this healthy living lifestyle that, you know, all of us in Southern California kind of enjoy all the time. And a lot of folks from other areas in the country really aspire to, to be. And so that's kind of the, the goal is to allow folks from other areas to come enjoy what we did, get all the time. And how many people work at Zephyr? Um, I think we're at uh, about 42 employees right now. Okay, so, and and help me out here because my brain's kind of running with a bunch of concepts. But sure. one of them is, okay, Zephyr's like, guys, we own this killer property. We bought the uh, drive-in off the 76. Um, what should we do with it? And I imagine you <laughs> and your two buddies who are probably surfers as well, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys are probably like, hey, uh, I'm raising my hand in, yeah. the, in the board meeting. Or in the uh, corporate room or whatever and, and going, hey, what about the possibility of tying in some development with a wave pool? Is that kind of how it went down? Yeah. You know, it's funny. We we sort of looked at another project in downtown San Diego and and kind of what came out of it was, you know, the quote was, "Where where's the sizzle? You know, what's the, the impact? Was that the waterfront project where there was maybe a wave pool kind of thrown in there or which project no, were you looking no, at? No, this, this is for a site in downtown. Okay. It's for just for a hotel. But, okay. Um, it kind of like sparked something in all of our heads is that we have this opportunity to do something really cool and different. And it just so happened that, you know, BSR started having a lot of success. Obviously they've had some trips and falls as well, but, um, and wave garden kind of coming out and really doing a full blown marketing campaign. It just became like this really kind of almost obvious thing to do. Like we can really create something amazing here. And, and, and while the, the wave pool itself is kind of an anchor to the property. There's just, there's so many other things that we're going to try to incorporate as well. Yeah. 
So when you raised your hand and said, hey, Vice President of Development at Zephyr, we've got this idea. Why don't we create this sizzle? Let's tie in this and some other aspects. Let's really make this sort of California lifestyle development and we'll anchor it with this wave pool. Were they receptive to that or were they like, hmm, I don't know, come back to us with some, you know, some marketing that, you know, some sort of research that can back this up? Yeah, everyone was pretty fired up on it, to be honest. It's 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 one of those things where we like to do things a little differently than a conventional developer and and uh, ideas were really well received and and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, tell you what, doing the wave research is a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I, that's definitely on my list of things to ask yeah. you about. But um, so so you kind of got the green light. Now, as far as the zoning down there, did it also help that maybe perhaps like working with the city of Oceanside, part of it was like, hey, let's have some open space. Does the wave pool account for open space in the development? Um, <clears throat> so I guess I'm, my question is, does it pencil out? Did it help to pencil out that the area was sort of zoned differently? Or And again, I'm kind of green and I'm yeah. basically a kook regarding development. So I apologize if I'm, yeah, my yeah. questions are sort of, I'm no learning worries. as I go. Yeah, actually. no worries, man. Um, yeah, no. So we bought the property and the prior owner back in 2008 um, entitled it for like a big box shopping center. Um, when they lost Target as their anchor tenant, they kind of everything unraveled for them. So the property kind of sat there in, in uh, limbo for about a decade. Um, and the city of Oceanside has been amazing to work with. The property zoning today allows for everything we're going to do. So we don't have to change the zoning at all. So we're, you know, the project is considered consistent with the existing zoning. And um, again, the city of Oceanside has really been pretty amazing to work with. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. So, and they're, they're so excited about it as well. And everyone kind of views it as a real, you know, like Oceanside's kind of next step towards, towards uh, its renaissance. It's right. really, it's really changing around lately. Yeah. And as you know, that's sort of, um, and that's sort of, I wouldn't, I don't want to say rough part of town, but I think many cities in San Diego, certainly the city of San Diego, when you look at the San Diego River and you, then you look at that corridor there, the San, the San Luis Rey River, um, there are some areas of that that are, I guess the word might be sketchy. Yeah. regarding there's a little bit of a homeless population. And again, you guys aren't, Oceanside's not alone in that. That's just part of our society today. And so I imagine the city of Oceanside's like, cool, man, this is really going to kind of up our game down there. Yeah, you know, I, I've been involved in a lot of redevelopment projects. And usually when you're redeveloping something, it's probably not in the nicest area of town to begin with. And you know, the, the homeless issue is something that is pervasive in California, in fact, you know, across the entire country. And what, I, what I've always found is that the issue is really resolved through vibrant activity. And that's really what we're hoping to bring. And, and I think that what we'll do in that corridor will kind of change um, the situation out there. Yeah. Yeah, good. I think so, too. Tell me about the wave research part of it. Um, I mentioned Kelly's Wave. Have you surfed Kelly's Wave? I've surfed Kelly's. I've, fortunately, I've got a few buddies that work over there, so I've been able to score a couple waves there. Not too Did you many. fall? Uh, <laughs> first wave, was, I fell. It was, it's so weird at first. Yeah. Um, it's kind of different because the, the, you know, I could, I could talk about this forever, but please, <laughs> the, the, you know, like the water molecules of Kelly's because it's a foil, like yeah. the water's coming at you. Yeah. Whereas in the ocean, you know, you're, you're going with the water towards mm -hmm. the beach. 
So that it's a really different feeling for a while and it takes a while to get used to particularly like bottom turns feel really weird there, but super fun, amazing wave. You know, it's total leg burner. Um, and then like BSR, the American wave machines, you know, that, that machine is incredible. It's a ton of fun. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a totally different experience Yeah, and you know, it, it's, it's a lot more what I'll call like commercially viable because of the throughput of people you can get through. It's, yeah. you know, at KS wave co it's, it's, um, you know, you're only getting like six waves an hour yeah. and that makes it a real challenge for, for holding it open for like the general public, you know, right. what they're doing now is, is such a big price tag that right. it's not really available to most of us. So is it, um, is it the situation that if hypothetically you were to put the Kelly Slater wave pool in, at ocean camp it simply wouldn't pencil out because the revenue around the the development is demands that we have a a wave park that pencils out that makes us that generates profit yeah i mean there's there's a lot of reasons i mean one of them one of the biggest reasons is just the amount of acreage they need you know they're they're pool area itself is 11 acres and they really need about 22 acres of land. Yeah. We laid it out on the site. I mean, it takes up a huge chunk of the site and yeah. it just, that's pretty much where you, where you had to like, okay, with well, a different and technology, I do guess. Do you think 22 acres of land is like the minimum that a KS wave machine would need if it was like implemented wherever it is? Like they kind of just have like the smallest footprint available. You know, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. They, you know, they probably have a, bunch of different uh designs they've cooked up yeah. you know they're, they're obviously they purchase end land they're installing their equipment there yeah um and i think that facility is pretty similar in size to their it is more yeah so that you know i'm sure that yeah. they're working on some other smaller version of it right yeah so uh obviously you went to waco and and yeah the waco to me the beauty of waco is there was no anxiety from from like an end user yeah. standpoint, like when I was at Kelly Slater's, I'm like, oh shit, I get four waves, you know? Yeah. And if I fall, I'm done. It's stressful. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Whereas Waco, you're like, Pfft. yeah, just pumping waves. There's like, so waves many waves coming. Wave, wave. Yeah. But you're like, oh, you go. Yeah, it's funny. So one of my guys and I went out there, and we and they were super cool. They like hooked us up with an hour session, just two of us in the pool. I mean, I was dying. Which wave were you surfing? We surfed them all. We surfed the lowers. We surfed the, the air wave. Yeah. yeah like sea bass has a wave. That's just crazy where you like, you have to land an air into a barrel. Yeah. And that, that, that just clipped my head off. But, yeah. um, you know, we surfed out those waves, tried the freak peak out a few times. That thing's, that's crazy too. That's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, but man, I, like, you know, 30 minutes into a session with just one other guy, it's like, you're dying. Yeah, you know, it's like wave fifty. Okay, I'm 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 dead here. Yeah, you know, so you, you're almost telling the guy like, stop sending waves. Hang on, give me a second here. For sure. Yeah. So the number of waves is obviously critical to all of us as surfers. We're like, we just want. Oh, we're all so greedy, pop. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so that's fascinating because so AWM American Wave Machines, their their technology does allow for just a bunch of different types of waves, right? Yep. So then I imagine you must have flown to Europe or you, did you visit Europe or did you go to Wave Garden to test that? Yeah, situation? so we've done we did the test facility, not the we haven't seen I haven't seen the full the full on facility in Melbourne or yeah. Bristol yet. Yeah. So just saw that edit that that wave looks pretty uh interesting. I don't, you know, it's hard to say. 
So you went to Spain. Yeah. And you and you you went out into that yeah, know, we, that zone where they're at. Yeah, and, we went yeah. out there and And is it you and your two guys that are working with you at Zephyr? Uh actually the the Spain trip, we just sent one of our guys. Uh-huh. And uh so he came back. He 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 liked it. And how does that go down? Who gets to go surf? Yeah, it's kind of a battle, man. <laughs> that, that it is. Um but that worked out good cuz you know it, it it was a good trip for him to go out and, and test it out, and he enjoyed it. He, he you know he brought a buddy of his that hadn't surfed in like thirty years, and you know that guy was just stoked beyond belief because he you know basically stood up on his first wave and he had, had been thirty years and he had a great time. And was that done on purpose that you brought out sort of an aspirational surfer? Yeah, I kind of want I kind of wanted to see what uh you know what it would be like for someone that hadn't done it in a while or yeah. a beginner. And cause that's part of the thing too, right? Like Kelly is, is like, we'll smoke anyone that's trying to learn how to surf. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I've, I've seen they've, they've take some people out and like kind of tee up the baby ways for them. But yeah. Um, you know, it, it, part of, part of the game plan here is definitely, you know, we want to make the best wave possible. Like that every expert surfer is going to be in love with, but, also be able to cater to, you know, a huge amount of... How's that tea? Delicious, man. Yeah. yeah. Reserve milk. <laughs> Reserve milk oolong. Yeah, so yeah. so you've got a guy that's tested the... So you've tested all three ways. There's some other technologies out there. Yeah. The one in Australia, the, the big plunger, Surf Lakes, I think, is it? Yeah, Surf Lakes, yeah. And did those even make sense to even go try? Yeah, Surf Lakes doesn't work for us for... A variety of reasons um one we're, we're next to the airport so we have height limitations so that their facility far exceeds our 50 foot height limit yeah and you know you've, you've seen the plunger right yeah well what goes into the ground is about the same height oh wow because way anchored down. into the ground so it's it's just it's kind of a non-starter i don't even know if you could ever do it anywhere in america to be honest it'd be yeah. tough it'd be a challenge yeah but you know wild west in australia you can kind of get away with stuff maybe one of them <laughs> yeah it is when you look at that you're like man it looks like if it breaks it's gonna be hard to fix it yeah and, and man the, the the breaking uh issue is a paramount concern for us too right yeah. and so like, <clears throat> you know you look at you know kelly's if anything breaks it's done so you have to, the thing gets shut down <clears throat> have to come fix it no ways are running you know, some of the other technologies that use the, the pneumatic air pressure system, like like American Waves and um, what I think Surflock is putting together, <clears throat> they use a, there's a number of chambers called caissons, and each caisson has a, a motor in it that's pressurizing the caisson to release energy into the pool. And if one of those caissons goes down, the pool can still operate. And I think that's that's a huge thing for a lot of people is that you, you want to make sure that you, your system doesn't fail right. you know, uh, entirely for a day or multiple days because that's that's a nightmare scenario. And you mentioned Surflock. Is that um, does he have something that's up and operating, or is it all theory? He um, he definitely has some uh, small scale models. Yeah, um, I I think he's going to have something up operating here pretty quick. Oh, really? Yeah. Why yeah. do you say that? I'm pretty sure he's going to have something operating pretty quick. Right. Around yeah. San Diego? Uh, I think, you know, he's got one. I don't know if I can say. He's got one on the East Coast that I think is going to be coming okay. up here pretty well, quickly. I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot. But. Yeah. So we have these four technologies that we know of. Basically, three, the caissons, which is AWM and Tom Lochtefeld's 
we've got Wave Garden and we've got the KS Wave Company, right? right. Those are really, and of those, only the AWM, Surflock, and Wave Garden, those, the Kason and and I don't even know the technology behind WaveGarden. Is it a plow? No. So WaveGarden, you know. I mean, the I mean, inland one was a plow. Yeah. So WaveGarden is, you know, obviously they guard this like they're the CIA, man. Right. But they, um, my understanding of it is that you have the pier and kind of like every 10 feet on the pier, there's essentially like a, a paddle and that mechanical paddle moves the water. And so as you, as the wave moves down, down the pool, those paddles down downstream on that pier are, are moving to keep the wave going and re-energize it as it goes down the goes down the line. Yeah, and that's just kind of what you've gathered from. Yeah, they're. I mean, man, they. It's like right. it's crazy. They don't tell you anything. Yeah, they want to. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, and so have you made a decision? Which technology is going to go into your? Yeah, I think so. We're we're pretty much there and feeling pretty good about it. So. I don't I can't, can't tell reveal, you yet. You can't I can't reveal that. Nah, today's not the big reveal day. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's been We know we I've narrowed it down to two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um that's interesting. That's fascinating. Um so this this re- latest release, if you guys haven't seen it or listening, I'm sure you have, but Urban Surf Park in Melbourne is using Wave Garden's technology. And I believe it's the Wave Garden Cove technology, which right. is this paddle down the pier. At least that's what Mike and I believe it to be. Yep. Um, and it's created this incredible, like, Chopu-style, beastie slab type of wave. More, almost more like behind-the-rock snapper kind of situation, really. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, it's got, a weird, it's got a weird look to it. And that, that it, it, it has, like, that, like, an extra lip behind the wave. You yeah. Know? It's, got, it's, it's different looking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, is that too much as far as, like, a liability issue? Yeah, you know, I mean, is that too expert level? It, it's definitely a concern, right? Yeah. And and you go to when you go to you see so you've been to Waco, right? Oh, yeah. And so when you get to the inside of that wave, the first time you ride it, you have no idea how shallow that's going to be right there, yeah. right? And you jump off, and it's like shin deep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I worry about it. Yeah, you know, it's something to definitely think about. And I know, mean, when you make your decision, or obviously you you would want a technology that allows you as many different opportunities as possible so that, for instance, like the idea of a competition at Ocean Camp sprung into my head. Well, maybe you could have a surf competition there. We'd, we'd love that. And if you did that, you probably would want some sort of expert wave, which we know is on order at BSR at Waco. Um, these are all decisions, obviously, that you're looking at, right? Aspirational surfers like my wife. My wife might want to go surfing. Well, it's going to need to be pretty small. Your wife, or I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know if you're married, but you know what I mean? So how does the, when you go into meetings at work, you know, and you're like, well, look, you know, Mike, you're probably a great surfer and the guys you work with are probably pretty good surfers. So you're like, we want a good wave. Like, I mean, is there, is there a pull and a tug here about, aspirational versus enthusiast and what type of technology we're going to use based on that? Um, you know, honestly, like the drive behind all of it is like, we want to make the best wave. Like, so definitely going for like the eight foot expert wave kind of pumping deal, but to also maintain the ability to dial it down. Right. So, you know, we, we kind of been looking at how we operate this a lot lately mm-hmm. and there's kind of like this, like a BSR, they kind of have like an expert wave session, yeah. and an intermediate, and a beginner, 
and like those hours are kind of allocated throughout the day. And, you know, that, that's a really interesting model. And for us, there's kind of this other consideration of, well, are we selling hours of time in the pool or are we selling waves? So maybe we can sell, sell just individual waves and you get like an RFID bracelet and every wave you take, you get billed for that wave or whatever it is. But it's always been, we have to make the best wave possible. And okay, yeah, we want, we want this thing to be epic, right? Yeah. We're down the street from trestles. We're across the street from basically every shaper in the world has a facility directly across the street from us. We are going to include shaping bays in the projects. We want those guys that come over, you know, I know that no one, no one likes to watch being shaped or watch themselves get, you know, shape a board, but you know, we'll put like a live stream in there so people can, you know, if I'm from Florida and I want to order a board from Pizel or whoever, I can like watch it being shaped, fly out, test it in the pool, then hop on my bike and ride the two and a half miles down to the beach and go surf at the harbor. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like trying to make that full on experience where you're getting to see, you know, again, going back to like for us, it's kind of normal, right? Where, oh, yeah, I've totally watched my guy shape a board before. Yeah. Other people, they've never even, they have no idea how it even works, right? Yeah. yeah. So that it's like, it, it's really trying to create like the full soup to nuts experience that everyone gets to everyone out here gets yeah 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 okay well um i guess i'm always trying to wrap my head around how the business is going to work you know and so let's say i buy a residence um does that get me access to the pool or am i just a guy who owns a house next to the pool yeah so we we definitely want um, the residential component of the project to be considered part of ocean camp and it's like a very integrated uh, development and you know almost wanted to feel almost seamless between the the wave pool the resort the the commercial and the residential almost like san alejo hills up here but with a surf more of a lifestyle vibe yeah is, is that a good yeah yeah I mean, I, the listeners but, don't even know what we're talking about but i think of that sort of very sort of well thought out and we're like liberty station you know right. they did a good job of that in liberty station as well yeah um yeah and then but just Adding, adding to that program and creating something even more vibrant and active. And, you know, that that really is a huge driver to us. But the answer to your question, yeah. we haven't figured out all those details. You know, like, does a, is it like a golf course membership deal where you, you know, buy into the community and you get X number of waves per year or whatever? We haven't, we haven't gotten into those details yet, right. but it's, huh. some, it's something we're definitely looking at. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like if you haven't really dug into those details, then the vibe the business viability of the property is just let's sell the units and let's rent out the retail and let's get all that taken care of and we're good yeah i mean the market's definitely going to dictate that yeah. you know but it's it's crazy you go to waco it's a hundred percent booked yeah. and it's almost all from southern california like 90 percent of their bookings are people from socal and every time i go out there shane dorian's out there with his kid and all the groms from hawaii practicing it's like there's no one, you know, like the, the, you know, if you think about that logically, I'm guessing that we're going to be pretty well occupied here too. Yeah. Our population of oh. surfers is pretty high. I, I'm surprised that you don't have a wait list for signups already. Yeah. I mean, you could probably create one and get a pretty good market research vibe going just on, hey, you know what, we're yeah. you know, considering opening. By the way, when do we break ground on this thing? Well, we're grading the site already. Um, so hopefully we're 
receive our final approvals from the city of Oceanside, call it in summer next year. So it's summer of 2020. And then, you know, the goal is to open it end of 2021 or early 2022. And we want to, you know, we kind of want to get the pool going first so we can iron out any kinks that are in there and then turn the lights on the resort and the retail and get some of that residential going as well. Oh, okay. So the pool's the first phase. Yeah, it's the commercial, the pool, the resort, and the retail will all come out of the ground at the same time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And will the pool open before we turn on the lights in the retail? Well, we'll definitely be testing it yeah, yeah <laughs> ahead of time. And we want to make sure it's it's running right before we kind of make sure open it up to the public. How heated were the discussions about the technology? I know we've you've narrowed it down. Was there a lot of like, I like this wave better than that wave? Was there a lot of, um, so yeah. what was that like? And, and how much say did you have, Mike, versus say your other two partners versus say the vice president of the company? You know, um, Hey, a quick break in the podcast, FYI CBD, a safe, legal, and 100% natural way to replenish the endocannabinoid system in the human body, resulting in unparalleled health benefits. As you know, Caleb and John are good friends of mine, and I've been surfing with them for many, many years, stand-up individuals, and I believe in their product. According to a 2013 review published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD soothes nausea and vomiting and acts as an antioxidant to reduce free radicals that cause neurodegenerative disorders and works as an anti-inflammatory to reduce swelling. CBD also stimulates appetite and relieves pain. Use promo code BOARDROOM20 at checkout for 20% off. BOARDROOM20 at checkout for 20% off FYICBD.com. You, there is no shortage of opinions on this wave technology stuff. And that's, it's candidly why we don't talk about it in public because, you know, everyone's got an opinion yeah. and it's, I mean, it's nice to have an opinion, but if you're the one putting forth the money to do it, maybe that's your opinion, maybe matters a little bit more. For sure. <laughs> um, so it's, um, has, you know, I wouldn't say it was heated, but it's definitely been challenging because you have, there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's such a new frontier, new territory that you're just constantly learning new information is coming out like almost daily. Right. So it was, you know, we've been kind of sitting around waiting for, for Melbourne to open up. They were supposed to open up in April. Then it was, you know, sometime in summer and now they're just getting it going. So it was, um, there's and, just a lot of debate. Yeah. And Bristol too. So was part of the process like, look, let's not be first to market or third to market in this, you know, or based on the technology we think we want to use, let's not be first to market. Let's see what happens. Let's see how it plays out. Let's wait for Bristol. Let's go visit Nick over there. Let's wait for Melbourne. Let's go visit those guys. And because their timelines got pushed, you're like, we kind of need to start moving forward. Yeah, that was, yeah. So we sort of Got a little cramped for timing there because, you Did know, you feel pressure from the ones that are supposedly being done in Palm Springs? Do you feel like there's a market pressure there? No, I, I don't think so at all. I think I think that what they're doing out there is pretty interesting. It, to have three different pools proposed is, is kind of wild when you yeah. think about it. But on the other side of it, 
it's kind of like, oh, is that Palm Springs has become this kind of like little surf trip destination now where you go out there and you surf three different pools and play around a golf or two and then cruise back. I mean, yes, you know, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Kersey's a neighbor of mine, man. And so it's, it's funny. It's Josh Kerr. Oh, right. And it's funny to see him get involved with that. I, I just, I know exactly where his head's at, right? Like, yeah, oh man, I'm going to surf. Sierra's, yeah. Sierra's <laughs> going to be like the ultimate athlete. You know, she's, yeah. she's such a stud. It's yeah. crazy. I know. She's amazing. That's cool. So you don't feel any pressure from Palm Springs. Um, and and you did have to. You were hoping that Bristol would get up and and or and Melbourne would get up and going so that you could kind of get a feel for it. But at this point, it is sort of like the wild wild west. Um, and frankly, I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, who's the guy in England that did the first one, the Wave Garden over there? The 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 Lagoon one. Um, I don't know his name. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I've met the guy. He's a great guy. And I'm, yeah. I think that guy deserves like a lot of kudos for just going, you know what? I'm going to be first tomorrow. I'm just going to go for it. Like he blew the doors open a little bit. Somebody had to like put their, their toe in the water and go, I'm going in. You know, I know there could be some sharks in here. I don't know, but I'm going to try this. And and he did it, you know, and um, I wish I could remember his name. But anyway, hats off to that guy. So now here we are. The, basically, the gates are open. Everyone's rushing into the marketplace and it's 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 wild, wild west a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, the true like the the true wild wild west is is Waco, Texas, right? So you have Stuart Parsons, and I don't know if you know much about Stuart. But I do know a little bit about Stuart. Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, yeah. former barefoot world champion, water skier guy, and has the wakeboard car, park on, and that place is crazy. It's it's a lot of fun, and from my understanding, Stuart kind of did this on a complete flyer. Totally, and you know, I I. I applaud him because I think what they created out there is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, you know, and then obviously Kelly just with his crew driving to get that, that thing done in Lemoore. You know, it's just all these guys, all they did was prove that it's possible. And then I, th- I think you're going to see kind of like a version 2.0 of all of them yeah. pretty quickly here. Yeah. And do you guys, when you sit at Zephyr in, in meetings, do you go, man, do we have the ability to sort of go 2.0 like the way inland inland had to inland actually went 2.0 and then sold it yeah um is that a concern when you're moving forward like in 10 years are we still going to have the state of the art equipment or will we be able to push 2.0 or 3.0 into existence yeah that's something we talk about you know it's it's do you become functionally obsolete real quick um and so building in that optionality for the future is hugely important and, I think. and i would imagine that somebody like awm and wavegarden realize that and they're like look we can provide this for you like we will upgrade yeah you know i don't it's it's a tough it's a tough deal because it's it's yeah everyone can say they'll upgrade yeah but what, what does that mean what is that is it's it a contract yeah yeah is it is it another you know 40 million dollars or yeah, what right. a, or what does the whole pool need to change or are we just changing parts and yeah. knowing what an upgrade means is pretty, it's a pretty, pretty well, it big world right now. Full circle too. If we include the residents in this thing and there's a homeowners association and just like a golf course, we're going to charge them, um, you know, you're going to get hit up with some fees to, to keep the course up to, up to par. Yeah. And I don't know that we'll tie the two together like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, you definitely don't want to lay out this kind of investment and then 
have it be a decade later and it's yeah. all of a sudden this lame thing that no one wants to go to anymore. Yeah. And I imagine the conversations and in, in the meetings went something like, Hey, a wave's a wave. Like I'm going to be stoked to surf this thing in 10 years. You know, if it's the same thing I'm surfing today, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to surf it. And Oh, by the way, my 10 year old grandson or my 10 year old son is going to be stoked to surf it, you know? And so the generation's going to keep turning over and be, and be stoked to surf it. I mean, are we still stoked to go to, it's a small, small, small world in Disneyland or the Matterhorn? I, you and I might not be, but our 10 year olds are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, and it, I think your point of a wave's a wave is, is totally true. And if it's a fun wave, it's still going to be a fun wave. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, you know, take trestles. I'm not ever going to be tired of going to lowers. Are you kidding me? Right. And so if we can replicate something like that, let's, yeah, I don't, I feel like we're in a pretty good spot, but if, you know, version 3.0 comes out and it's so much better than yours and maybe it's, and it's a close enough drive. That's, you know, you don't, you, know, you don't want to get passed up by that. We're, we're too early to figure out cost. Like how much it's going to cost Scott to go surf. Uh, yeah. Ocean camp. No, we haven't kind of dialed that in, but you know, it's a Waco, it's like a hundred bucks for an hour. I think we can expect pretty consistent pricing right. with that. You know, I, I think, if it becomes so popular, one of the ways you control the demand is obviously through pricing too. Yeah. So that will be something that we, hopefully we have a really high quality problem in the future here. Right. Yeah. Too many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's a Yogi Berra, right? It's, a, it's so busy. No one goes there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yogi. I noticed on your website that there was some mention of, are you an Oceanside resident? Do you think that there will be special rates for Oceanside residents? Yeah, I think we're definitely going to do like kind of like a comma Ina rate for city of Oceanside residents. It's, and we want to do stuff that's um, impactful within the community. So I'm super focused on like the Oceanside high school surf team getting time in the pool to train and El Camino high and, and all the junior high schools and everything else. And like the local NSSA programs and, and the folks that run those, like I, I want to get those guys all engaged in the project. I think it'd be great. The West Coast Board Riders Club could have their yeah. contest there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, the Oceanside Board Riders Club is probably going to have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, what about, as you know, there's, there's a lot of pro surfers that are attached to each one of these as sort of a marketing uh, vehicle. Yeah. Um, who do you guys have in, lined up for, or do you have a pro surfer as a, as a marketing candidate? Yeah, we haven't, you know, specifically identified anyone. You know, it, it's we had this really fun event. We had, like, the Godowskis brothers show up. That was really cool. Lisa Anderson was there. Um, there's definitely, I think it's going to be kind of like a situation where we get kind of a guest pro kind of on a monthly or a weekly basis. And I think it'd be awesome if, you know, uh, whoever it is, Josh Kerr is in the pool and you get to go surf with Kerr for an hour. I mean, the yeah. epic, right? Yeah, and, for sure. and I don't think we're going to like dial into just any single individual right. at all. I think, I think it's just, it's way more fun to have people kind of come through and, you know, you know, Rob Machado wants to cruise up and have a day and everyone gets to go surf with Rob. I mean, right. how cool is that? Like people, people live in their dreams, right? Go surf with your heroes. Yeah. But you don't anticipate one guy sort of being the flagship guy that's like, hey, you know, like that you can put out there on marketing materials. I I don't think so. I th- I think it's more like yeah. we'll be we'll be more of a broad base, but we'll see. You know, that's we've engaged a, a really great marketing agency called Wasserman to help us out with those kind of things. And yeah. and they represent 
basically every single person you ever heard of. Yeah. So it, it, we'll get into that program later. Yeah. There's some other cool stuff around Ocean Camp, and you sort of touched on it. But what are some of the other sort of, to us surfers, I guess you would say they're ancillary, um, you know, things to do? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what we're really focused on is it's not just about the wave. We've got all these other things going on there and not the least of which are all like bars and restaurants. You know, we want to have like a pretty poppin' restaurant uh-huh. bar scene there as well. Yeah. Cause how fun is that? Like go yeah. surf, go up to the rooftop deck, drink some beers and watch your boys out in the pool. I mean, it's, that's yeah. a lot of fun, but we're also got, you know, we we're going to put in a, a climbing wall. That's a free free climbing wall really it's called a it's called a seco block climbing wall and if you ever look these things up they're crazy so no ropes um it's kind of an inverted wall that you climb up over a pool so you just fall into the water when wow. you when you fall and the uh you know there's like a north face competition tour that kind of runs through canada and utah and they have one of these at the olympic training facility in park city mm. and it's it's so crazy i mean so you have side by side climbing races and yeah, there's this footage of like an 11 year old girl who like smoked the field and she gets to the top and then she was like, took her 20 minutes to build up the courage to jump off of it and get back in the, oh, in the wow. pool. Um, and then we're gonna have a big mountain tra- my, uh, mountain bike facility around the whole property. So that, that path will loop around all 92 acres and that's going to include like pump tracks and all that kind of stuff too. And that's it, just free to use as a as a yeah, so we're citizen gonna, of the United States, right? Free, free space. Right? Well, we're we're so fortunate to be up adjacent to the San Luis Rey River bike trail, yeah. Um, which City of Oceanside did a great job installing that, and so we'll kind of loop into that. So if you're on that, you can kind of connect right onto our bike trail, cruise around our whole site. If you live in the community, like our kind of our goal is really like talking about sustainability is 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 to have folks that who live there they have the opportunity to seriously never get in their car. And they can take their bike and cruise around the site if they work on the site, or they can just ride down to the bike path to the train station and off away they go north or south. What about a grocery store? Uh, We'd love to get one. I'd love to get a small organic market. You know, it's cream of the crop style. It would be, it's ideal. It's something we really want in the project. And and what kind of response are you getting regarding the retail space? Have you got people? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, people are fired up. From the yeah. surf industry, I imagine, right? Yeah, surf so there's surf, surf rides all fired up, and yeah, everyone wants in. Yeah, Billabong, Quicksilver, they're talking about doing stores. You know, maybe there's an opportunity to do some satellite corporate offices for them because oh. you know they got all their stuff in Costa Mesa, but maybe they bring some people down here as well and kind of catch up the San Diego County to the Orange County. Um, yeah, so then. Uh, and then we we have this big yoga component as well because obviously San Diego is like just this huge yoga hub and this health and wellness facility as well. It's just it's really like again just trying to capture a California lifestyle, like the juicing, the yoga, the fitness, the that the way that a lot of us live here and, and kind of just disperse it throughout the site. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. What about event space? I, th- I think I saw that there was event space. I actually produce events, so I'm constantly looking for an event space, which there's a, a lack of yeah. because it just doesn't pencil out from a developer standpoint, I don't think. Um, but will there be event space? And if so, how many square feet? 
Yeah, we're, we're uh, definitely going to include an event building. It's going to be an indoor-outdoor facility. You know, we haven't landed on exact square footage on it, but I'd probably say around 20-ish thousand square feet, so a good-sized facility. Yeah. And we want to have events. Like, that. that's a big thing to us. We want to have surf contests. We want to have – we have beach volleyball courts on the property as well. So it's, it's really trying to create, like, do we get an ATP volleyball tour stop? Do we um, have that climbing tour come through our facility as well? Do we have the opportunity to do any sort of a, the warm up events for the Olympics in LA? Then that's that's stuff we're constantly thinking yeah. about. Um, and, and you know, I just think it, it's going to be it's going to fill a need that you just you just highlighted. Like yeah. there's, there's really a dearth of space up here, and and Oceanside loses a lot of uh, economic opportunities because of that. And you know, we're there we're there to help, right? right. So I think that that's part of the reason they're pretty excited about the project as well. And um, I think we're going to be able to do something that, that's really cool that captures a lot of um, events that come through San Diego, and sometimes they just stay in downtown San Diego instead of moving up to North County. Yeah. Huh. I'm thinking music, too, maybe. We'd love it. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love it. We, You know, we a music venue. Like I, I have this like scene in my head where we have – a surf contest going on a band playing live and like the beach is just kind of like a big party scene that, yeah. that would be a lot of fun to have uh, a couple of those events a year you know and like you go to you go to, you go to turtle bay in north shore right and they have a annual yoga event there yeah. I, you couldn't believe there's like thousands of people show up for this thing right yeah. and you know that's the kind of stuff that we we want to hope hopefully we can capture as well cool yeah um, obviously all the stakeholders are super stoked. The city of Encinitas, you guys, the developers, the, the community of Oceanside, the surfers, everybody seems pretty thrilled. I know I am just as an end user, I'm chomping at the bit. Yeah, it's been really pretty good. You know, most everyone that's seen the project and wanted to learn about it, has been pretty excited about it. it there's, you know, it's, it's real estate development, so there's always some naysayers out there. But yeah. for the most part, it's been really positive reception. Yeah. Um, so there's been some pushback just from some, I'm just going to assume, environmentalists or? Nah, it's, I wouldn't. Just even, vocal minority. It's just, you know, there's folks that just don't like development no matter right. what it is, right? Right, right? And so that's just how it is. And from a liability standpoint, I'm sure insurance companies and lawyers have all got this all ironed out and ready to roll, and that's there's no issues there. Yeah, I mean, well, it's definitely um, a paramount concern. You know, you yeah. got to make sure that everything, all your T's are crossed and I's are dotted, and it's all dialed up. And, yeah. and you know, you just and you do all the things. It's not just the legalese nonsense. It's it's about doing the right thing all the yeah. time. And so whenever we're looking at a decision. You know, one of the things that is we're considering is what's what's the safety factor here? Like, what we want to make sure that no one's getting hurt, and nothing. You know, make sure our water is really well filtered and things <laughs> yeah. like that. Not yeah. to mention that, but yeah. you know, it's it, we want to want to keep it. You know, just really a successful project, and and safety is a huge part of being a success. What does the 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 wave park itself, um, as far as like. A labor force what does that look like i imagine like can you walk me through let's just say you get you know you bring on 
X as your wave technology partner, whoever that is. I imagine you need an engineer there to run the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Do they provide that or do you provide that? And then you're going to need lifeguards. You're probably going to need support staff on some level. All of these things are just, it's multifaceted. Have you guys walked through this? Yeah. So, you know, definitely you need a kind of a, what I refer to as the wave engineer. Um, so that person will be on site all the time. There's some interesting, um, uh, what do I want to say? Um, Bill is going through the state's uh, assembly right now regarding these wave pools. And so that, What's that, that look like? Well, it's it's sort of something that uh, KS Waveco kind of put forth first. Oh, yeah. And so that that's really going to dictate kind of like your number of lifeguards and what you have to do for um, operation and th- and facilities. That's, they're trying to get legislation that um, that sort of defines what a wave park is relative to, say, a ski park or a yeah it's it's swimming pool right so what they're trying to do is create a distinction where you're you're considered uh, i believe the verbiage they're using is a wave basin Mm. as opposed to a commercial pool facility so you you know based on existing california code if we were considered commercial pool we basically have like 50 lifeguards out there at all times um which is overkill by any means and um that new legislation, I think, is, is kind of – that's one of the issues it's going to address. And, and the water must be one of the issues too, the water quality. Yeah, and that, that's the, the number – basically what they call the number of turns. So how many times the water gets filtered a day. Right. Um, so you know, it's kind of a reduction in that because we have a lot more salinity in our water than a commercial pool. And those kind of things kind of dictate how much uh, filtration is required. Right. And and as this development moves forward, is there one guy at Zephyr that's the liaison specifically with the technology company that you that you guys pick? That's just like that's me. You're on point for all <laughs> yeah. of this stuff. Yeah, that's that's fabulous. Have you worked with John Luff at all at the Surf Park Summit? No, you know John's reached out to our CEO a few times. I th- believe that we haven't kind of. Did you go yet. to any of those surf park summits and, and look at the landscape of what the surf park industry looks like? Or did you guys just kind of? No, we, we've we just been going direct to everyone, yeah. having direct conversations. Right. I just I just have found that if you're sitting in a room with a bunch of other people, you don't, right. you, yeah. <laughs> you're not learning quite nearly as much as you can. Yeah. You're sitting down with directly with the principals of each of these companies and yeah. learning about their technology. Sure, for sure. Yeah. And I'm going to go surf perfect waves at the Monkeys Surf Resort. The newly built Monkeys Resort is a luxury Tello Island surf resort in Sumatra, Indonesia, providing better access to premier Tello Island waves. There are four villas, which each hold two surfers, eight surfers max, a fun rippable right-hander out front, a speedboat to take you to other waves in the region, super luxury food and amenities, Chilling and surfing for 12 days straight in Indonesia. Why wouldn't you? And the answer is, exactly, you would. Monkeysresort.com. Check it out, monkeysresort.com. I'm going to be going there soon. I've already ordered up a bunch of boards. I'm psyched. Monkeysresort.com. Is it Ocean Camp or do you call it Camp? Um, It's Ocean Camp is the name of this project. Camp Resorts is a bigger brand um, that we hope to roll out on multiple other locations. Similar to this? Similar, similar to, to this one. Uh, 
Um, we're looking at, you know, a project maybe in Cabo San Lucas, maybe in Denver, in kind of the Denver Boulder area. Uh, maybe some other projects around the <laughs> southeast doing, a little bit. You're doing good, Mike. You're, <laughs> you're holding out on me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, obviously we've submitted our development plans, so all that information is public knowledge. Yeah. But, you know, there's some stuff we got to keep a little, yeah, a little secret here. Sure, yeah. sure. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think we kind of covered it all, but, you know, it, it's uh, – in ten years, how many how many surf parks are going to be in the United States of America? Oh man, that's a great question. I don't know. You know, like, does every state get one? Is there enough population of people wanting to surf to to, to do that? I I don't know about that. Is there a population in Waco that wants to do it? Well, right. Okay, so that's crazy. But then that comes back to who's there. They're all from Southern California and, and Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not kidding. Every time I've been out there, Dorian's out there. Yeah. Jack, Jackson is just ripping in yeah. that pool. Yeah. And all his little all his little buddies are just killing it. And they all go back to Hawaii and go, you know, it's it's pretty cool to watch. Like I to watch Shane film all the kids and they're and they're, you know, these kids are ripped. They just rip. And then they go back and they all watch each of their videos and, and there's Shane giving them like instructions like, Oh, I'll see your hand placement here or whatever it was. And that's the kind of stuff that I think is going to be invaluable. And what ends up happening, I don't know what the number, I don't know what happens as far as the number of wave pools around the world, but what I do think in the next 10 years, wave pools are going to create like just, it's going to change surfing. People yeah. are going to be so much better. Yeah. You know, you get two hours in the pool, you get a film review. You learn so much about your own surfing. Like, you know, I had a, I had a, one of the rip curl team managers pull me aside. It's like, hey man, you, you got kind of a bad habit here. Why don't you do, do this? And I was like, oh, wow, is it really Dylan Slater giving you advice? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan rips. I could see why. Maybe I don't know if it was him, but anyway, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. So I, I just think I think what it's going to do is you're going to see you're going to see more of them. I mean. Yeah. Hundred percent, one will open in Florida. I mean, those guys are so desperate to get yeah. waves. They're you know, and they're also frothy. Orlando? You know, I guess it just depends on what's fiscally viable, really. Like, which, where can I get cheap land and build one of these things? Because I think Floridians are going to get there. Oh yeah, it doesn't the, have to be on the coast. Yeah, I mean, those guys like you go to Costa Rica, everybody's from Florida, yeah. right? You know, and the I you know I think Orlando's probably really a possibility. I, I got to believe Disney's going to get in on this, right? Are you guys Zephyr looking at Florida? Not right now. No, yeah. it's like we've got, we got a lot to chew on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think Florida obviously wants one. You know, Case Wave Co. obviously had a little trip and fall there. Um, but though something will get opened over there. Yeah. And I imagine, I can't imagine one. You know, they have, they basically opened that the kind of the miniature version of the BSR one and uh, the American Dream Project in the Meadowlands, so kind of got one in New York now, even though it's on a really small scale. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they're they've got different f- terminology for it. But anyway. Yeah, it's not their like uh, yeah. A plus version, I guess. Right, right. but yeah, you, I could see one app opening in Northern California. Yeah. What about golf? What about golf? <laughs> Are you a golfer, Mike? Nah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> not at all. all right. um, but you know, that's kind of like too much the, space. The golf deal—it's—it's it's interesting, right? So that's actually part of our kind of our investor presentation is is talking about the golf industry. 
you know, I don't know if you know, but in the like, last 10 years, 1,200 golf courses have closed in, in the United States. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting to see what's happening, like, in Vegas. Um, I forget the name of the course, but the one that's kind of, like, near the Strip, they're taking out nine holes. So yeah. it's just going to be a nine-hole course now. And I, that industry is changing so fast. And I, I see what you're getting at. I mean, it's, it's Paul Springs. I get it. Like, you go out there. You play your round of golf in the morning before it becomes ridiculously hot, and you spend the rest of the afternoon surfing. And I, that's I, that's a cool model. Yeah. But just the future of the golf industry, I think, is looking a little tough. So from Zephyr's standpoint, these look like um, properties that are just devalued and ready to go. Well, yeah. So honestly, with houses already around them, many kind of. Yeah, it's undoubtedly with those conversations have happened. Like, do we do we go like buy golf courses? you know, and, and try to do these developments there. And you know, that there's a lot of opportunity for that because the golf courses are having a real tough time nowadays. No one has, you know, really six hours to kill. Right. To go play around a golf and, you know, get drunk. I mean, it's kind of a little silly after a while. Yeah. People have time to get drunk, (laughs) (laughs) not six hours of golf. Yeah. Golf should only take three hours, but uh, yeah. Right. I wish. Yeah. Okay, so you break ground. We're looking at riding waves maybe in the early part of 2022. Two yeah, years, I hope two so. years from now. Yeah, hopefully maybe even a little earlier. Who knows if it uh, goes super fast. But So you're grading, and I mean, is it full bore? Like we're, 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 oh, every, we're everything's on. Like full, it's all, full all the board. boxes are checked. Uh, well, we're grading the site, but we still need to go get a final approval for the project. Um, and again, that will be hopefully this, this summer. Will you... Will you tell us who the technology you chose in a in a press release, or do we have to go down to City Hall and dig through the information? Uh, well, f- fortunately, at City Hall, you still won't know what um, the, the okay. technology is. Right. Um, no, we'll we'll eventually sure kind of do an announcement about it, but you know, it, it's it's one of those things where I just don't want. No, that's not hey, the conversation okay. we I, wanted to have. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind. I respect what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just. I'm thinking to myself. WaveGarden does a great job of marketing. AWM's in your backyard. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see which way you guys go, and I'm looking forward to hearing about it when it happens. I'm not here to, to yeah. cause a problem. Oh, no way, man. It, it's, we're psyched. I mean, yeah. it's just, this is one of the, you know, I've been doing, Either choice is great. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been doing development for a long time, man. Like, this is like the funnest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And it's been really cool to kind of reconnect with a bunch of people from the surf industry and, and get back into it and just do you get any more little do you need to go do some more research at one uh, of the parks? so much research man so. it's like a lot of r&d <laughs> <laughs> how many trips to waco have you done on the uh, i've only been twice but um both times just got and just an obscene number of waves you know yeah. and then i group a group of uh my buddies just went out for an all-day thing and they were just all burnt yeah. afterwards I'm like you guys need to like be ready, dude. You better start like getting some exercise because you're going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Are there some takeaways from Waco where you're like, they do this really good, they don't do this very good, and and you're kind of obviously taking notes on all of that stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, and I don't know Waco, Texas that well, so maybe I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I think, I think you do. Uh, <laughs> if you've been there twice. Yeah. You no. know, you'd, you'd think, you would, one would think that they would provide – the opportunity for you to spend your money a little bit more it's it's you know you 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 get out there 
and you've been right it's kind yeah. of in the middle of nowhere you, get, you and i see opportunities everywhere yeah like yeah. i you know like why aren't you selling me eight dollar cans of beer right now or, exactly. or twenty dollar sandwiches or our acai bowls and they so i think they had bonsai bonsai bowls came out for the the grom fest yeah. and like it was so funny to watch all the people like oh man this is amazing it's like guys you should just have that like there all the time right yeah and i would say that the food was really lacking when i was there it's yeah, yeah. it's lacking there's like i mean you, you just, there's there's no water there's no food yeah you know it's kind of funny and yeah it's pretty like bring your cooler you yeah it, there's yeah right it's the sign out front the sign out front says byob it's like yeah. what is this place <laughs> <laughs> well the, you know in a weird way Stuart parsons is the bsr it's not a great um sort of test to look at because Stuart had the land he was up and running he was profitable for him to do that was like why not like yeah. there's no he doesn't have a whole lot of skin in the game whereas the guys in England they've oh. got skin in the game like if it doesn't work it's it's a bummer for them you know oh, what I mean? man. Where Stuart's like oh well I tried oh well but you yeah. know the, the the ski thing's still killing it you know or whatever and plus I own the land and I'm paid off and it's all good you know yeah I mean Stuart's just been so wildly successful in his roofing company that like you said, it's kind of like, well, yeah, well, let's go for it. Whereas the guy in England, you know, I like almost feel his pain through his interviews. Like this guy is stressing. I know. Out. I mean, like, Nick or the first guy? Uh, oh, Nick, I think. Nick, yeah. yeah, I was, I was like rooting for him. Like, God, I hope he gets it done because he looks like he's gonna yeah. lose it. <laughs> I know. No, I can imagine. It's yeah. yeah. And so you're feeling that. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those things where you. You, you you don't want to mess it up right and you got a lot of eyes on this thing we want to do the right thing and just kind of nail it um so that's what we're hyper focused on just so worst case scenario we sell the units everything's killer um the pool doesn't make sense for whatever reason is there a contingency plan to like flip that land into something groovy for the community right in that zone or you that's just way out of left field that question no, no, we're we're really committed to doing this project the way we kind of laid it out. Yeah, um, you know that the backstop is that the site's already approved for that big box shopping center. So, guess worst, worst, worst case scenario, you could turn around and build that prop project, which you know would be That's okay. A, that seems like a lose. That would be a bummer, yeah. to be honest. I mean, but I mean, it's all built and going, and you're you're five or ten years in, and for whatever reason. Uh, the pool's just not viable for whatever reason. Hmm. That space, that little footprint within the development needs to be flipped into something groovy, whatever that might be. Yeah, I mean, so, gosh, what a horrible scenario that is. Um, <laughs> it, you know, if for some reason... Just have, I want you to yeah, cover yeah. all bases. <laughs> yeah, no, if for, if for some reason the wave pool is, like, not working for whether it's mechanical or it's market-driven or whatever... We still have a huge investment there in our 300-room hotel and our 126,000 square feet of commercial space. So no matter what, we're going to be committed to making that yeah. something successful there. So for whatever reason. And I, look, you know, I'm sure the wave's going to – I don't know why it wouldn't be. There's there's three people in this house alone that are frothing right now to go surf it. Oh, yeah. Just it's imagine so, just – it's going to go through the roof. It's funny, man. So, you know, I – spent the last couple week or so on the north shore and like people were really t all talking about it. i'd be in the water at rockies and i could hear people talking about like oh bro i heard they're, they're gonna open one in oceanside we'll have to go out there this summer and like like Dude, this is crazy man. Yeah. like people are all talking about it it's cool and what do you think it'll do to the 
airport. I know the airport's not a commercial airport. Well, it must be a commercial airport, but it's just sort of zoned for super small craft. Yeah, there's no jets allowed there. Oh, so it's just, just prop plane. Uh, so. so people fly into Carlsbad. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Actually, though, this Carlsbad, I don't even know if Carlsbad yeah, is commercial. Yeah, I've flown flight. out of Carlsbad, like United up to LAX or whatever. I think they took that away. Though. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh, I, I think it's that. all just private jets oh. now. Um, That's an opportunity for Zephyr to look at some sort of partnership with that to see if that, you know, maybe maybe United or whoever can get a, a little hub there or something, you know, maybe there's revenue there. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, um, one of our main investors in the project had <laughs> – he bought that really crazy black helicopter from Mission Impossible. And so we've been talking about what if we had a Blade service? And I don't know if you know what Blade is, but it's it's in New York and it's basically Uber, but helicopters, right? Mm. So pe- people from New York City take Blade out to the Hamptons and things like that. Right. So like, well, since we're so close to the airport, what if we had a Blade service like from LA and, you know, you have like family reunions and you get your, grab your family and you guys all hop on the helicopter and you land right next to the site and cruise yeah. over. And, you know, that's part of the project too, right? We have in the hotel, we have these four different product types. You know, so we have like the regular hotel room, but we also have a couple of villas. We have these luxury little casitas that kind of have like the Bali Tahiti vibe to them. And then we're also going to have 32 Airstream trailers on the site. They're kind of arranged in little like camping pods. Huh. So, like, you and your family, like, all your cousins or whatever can all take, like, five, ten of the Airstreams, and you have your own, like, basically on-site glamping trip. Right. And then you get X number of waves in the pool, too, and then come back, have a little bonfire outside your your uh, your Airstream, and, cool. you know, cook up your dinner, and away you go. That sounds so, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's going to be rad. That's, yeah. you know, and, like, that's why it all t- kind of ties together, right? We want to get that organic market in there. And like like the cream of the crop or you know you know all the guys around here seaside market those kind of guys yeah. and um you know basically create this this ecosystem within the project and yeah be really cool do you think there'll be updated imagery and updated um like schematics on what the the footprint will look like i, I know there's some stuff on the site now it just looks kind of like images of some marketing homes in other words are the photos of the homes that are on the site now the Actual homes are going to be built? No, those are just samples. Yeah. Um, one of the products is a product we did in Dana Point. Another one is a one I did up in Santa Monica. So they're just examples right. of what we're looking at, but we haven't gotten into designing the homes yet. But right. it's, it's interesting. Right before I got here, we were actually just having that exact discussion about, okay, what are we going to do with the, the residential as far as designing it? And one of the things that came out of that discussion was we really want to make sure we have these like biking, walking paths that are separate from the um, roadways. Um, you know, and, and the kind of like the 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 line of thinking is this like this mobility, right? And it's it's vehicle, path, and experience. And what we want to do is create this really pleasant experience, so like you and I and our kids can go on a bike ride and you're not having the stress about them getting hit by a car or right into the street or anything. It's like this totally bifurcated trail and you're just cruising around. There's no, no worries at all. And it's like the North shore bike path, you know, it's like, it's like that. It's there's paths like this all over Europe that, you know, just because Europe was fortunate enough to be developed before there was a car, you have this, it's a whole kind of different vibe there. Right. And that's the kind of thing we're, we're getting into now is creating this, really walkable bike friendly community well well some of the houses 
be of the size so that they can look and watch the surfing? No, they're going to be too far away. Like uh-huh. it's really the views to the surfing are really allocated to kind of, we have this like really killer kind of restaurant bar with a rooftop deck mm-hmm. and then the hotel rooms kind of line the, the wave pool. And, you know, we have it, it, the, the, the views are going to be pretty epic. It's yeah. going to be fun. And we've kind of oriented it, uh, with the prevailing wind. So it's going to be mostly offshore all the time and oh, good, it's going to be good point. pretty fun to bring that up. Yeah. yeah so the, yeah, the wind comes up the valley for the most part, it's coming on shore. Right. right. And so we kind of light, lined it up. So it'll be offshore there. And, oh, cool. Yeah. So we'll get it offshore in the morning at the harbor and then get it offshore in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I mean, how ideal is that? How ideal <laughs> is that, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's in so and other things we're looking at too, just to kind of cover all the bases. We're trying to figure out how we can use kind of like residual heat sinks that keep the water <clears throat> relatively warm in the winter. You know, like can we keep this thing like at this in the seventies? So Does know, that mean flushing warm water into the pool and like just kind of returning the water so you have tanks of warm water and you just kind of push them into the pool and Well, like up? it's 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 kind of crazy, right? So we have in any development whether it's a hotel an office building or whatever it is they you create so much heat with the the generators the kitchens the kitchen exhaust it's, it's like heat energy that, that no one that no yeah it's wasted right it, we're trying to figure out a way that how do we capture that and put you know use that energy and recycle it into the pool to keep the water warm or to use it elsewhere on the site and we also are going to have a huge solar component to the project i wanted to ask you about that yeah so we have there's a Big component of solar. I don't, you know, I don't have the number of acres of it dialed in yet, but it's a huge component. And you know, those like we're really trying to be creative about how how we can do things in a really progressive, sustainable manner. Right. Yeah. So that it's it's a, the type of development that everyone looks to and goes, "Wow, those guys nailed it over there." Yeah. You know what I mean, like this is sort of the best of the best right now, state of the art as far as a, a groovy way to to build something. Yeah, exactly. We really want, you know, kind of want to set the tone, yeah, right? And yeah. it's a it's a big deal for Oceanside. I think it's a big deal for San Diego County. And, yeah. you know, it it kind of changes the landscape of our own county here, right? And suddenly Oceanside is not just the drive through city anymore. You know? Well, it's so great that, that that land is being used in sort of a forward-thinking way, you know, that they didn't just go, oh, let's put a target in. You know, it's like, oh, God, really? Yeah, man, the, the, the site plan for the original entitlement is such a bummer it's like yeah. so you have 92 acres and like 60 acres of it was parking lot oh, it's like oh man yeah. <laughs> what about parking at your facility or there's is there going to be a parking structure or, or? no nah, i don't think so we're going to be all parking on grid mm-hmm. um you know we'll have a bunch of solar panels in the parking field for shade for the cars right. but um yeah we're, we're just parking per the city of oceanside code and what about parking. tennis Pickleball, this pickleball. Pickleball, big, everybody's big. talking about pickleball. Yeah, well, have uh, you tried pickleball? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I watched it. It's funny. We 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 went down to Cabo to go look at that site, and um, one of the properties we went and looked at just for just to, to look at because it's you know, notorious is the Discovery Land Company's project down in Chileno Bay. Yeah, and it was so crazy. Like they've got all these tennis courts, no one's on them. 
They've got like 20 pickleball courts. They're packed with a line waiting. Yeah. And then they have like pickleball tournaments. And like, in it, they were telling me like, oh yeah, last year it was Tom Brady versus Justin Verlander. And I'm like, what yeah, is yeah. going on here? Like, it's big on the East Coast. Yeah. Pickleball at the country clubs, on like all the blue blood country clubs, have it's through the roof on these. And I'm as you know, it's it's getting large here. Yeah, it's, it's getting, yeah. yeah you we, guys might consider something like that. We, we've got some... Um, kind of like flex field space mm. that we're going to use for, you know, part of what we're doing too is we want to like throw back to the original drive-in theater days. So we're going to have like outdoor movie screenings in the park and kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so we might be able to program that with movable pickleball courts. Um, you know, there's some other, you know, we, we have a bunch of cultural um, history on the site too. You have the Willy Sueno tribe was there like 9,000 years ago. Yeah. So we're going to have kind of like some historical learning and, and kind of educational facilities as well. Yeah. So it's we're really trying to like kind of touch all the bases possible, right? Yeah. And, and, and Is there a point where you could touch too many bases? Oh, and yeah. You, 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 you lose focus? Project creep's a real thing. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it can... It I mean, can, is it your job to... to Educate the masses on nine thousand years ago, the San Luis Rey Indian tribe. That, what, you know, like, yeah. not that it's not a great thing. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. You know, but that seems like a California State Parks thing or something. Well, it's such an easy thing to do, mm-hmm. and but is it going to be done right, or is it just going to be like, oh yeah, we did that over there in the corner? No, it's going to be done right, and we're we're actually working directly with the tribe right now. Oh, good. And, okay, and cool. so I think it's actually going to be pretty cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, it's. You definitely have to kind of keep your eye on the pickle ball. Pickleball is creep. Yeah. Just pick, creep. Pick, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's, we've got a lot going on on the site. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we got these beach volleyball courts too. And that's maybe one of those turns into a pickleball court too. We'll see. Uh, did you guys do market research on beach volleyball? Like, is there a need? Um, there's plenty of beach. There's plenty of beach. But it, it was more about creating the experience of right. arriving at the site. Right. And, you know, like when we go surf, like when I go to surf Pano, Guess what I'm walking by every single time? People playing volleyball, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like a thing. Is there going to be a place for like a guy with a metal detector? Because I uh, see those dude. guys all the time too. I mean, dude. if you're really about the How's that? How's that? If that guy's on our site, I'll just freak out. Like, <laughs> he's coming out. I'm going to be that guy. There's got to be a Rolex. There's got to be a Rolex in here somewhere, right? <laughs> that would be funny if you paid an actor to just be that do guy. That, do that guy. Yeah, it's it's classic. You know, we, we even like talked about doing funny things like – you know, do we get Claw Alexander out here and have him like, like, you know, inf- be an enforcer in the pool or something? Or, you know, it's it's uh, again like you you start like thinking yeah. about this stuff and it's oh, yeah. so many fun ideas, but then you just you gotta keep bringing it back to okay, yeah. we we gotta stay focused, get this thing, you know, we can accomplish this, get it done, and then as once it's up and running, we there's all kinds of stuff that we can look into doing and partnerships with whomever it is you know whether yeah maybe wsl wants to do a little stop there i don't you know i doubt it since they, they're pretty well committed to lamore yeah or though they're not i guess they're not doing that one next year no they are they're gonna do it yeah, again they did it again they put it on the schedule i saw it yeah. <sighs> michelob ultra freshwater pro really yeah wasn't that much of a hit this year did you see um, yon pond yon pond <laughs> <laughs> man i who was a uh, Jordan. Jeremy Flores. Jeremy, oh yeah. He, he was like, yeah, it's not really a real contest. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> that does hurt. Um, what about, like, when does the, like, full, full-blown full marketing of the project, you know, I mean, how far along in the development do you go, okay, it's on, let's start 
selling homes. Let's start renting out retail space. Let's start telling the community in sort of a bigger, bolder way. I guess that falls into your your PR firm's lap. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to that time. Um, You know, it's... Was this the first call for an interview that you guys have gotten? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, but... Pretty much the first one we've taken. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Excited. It, it was, I was we excited were... to get. I was that was a long shot of my own. Send an email see if they want to be on the podcast. Yeah, no, we were stoked to get it. Um, the oh, I'm sorry, what was it? What were we talking about? Just about when we're going to oh, yeah. marketing. Good. Yeah, we, we'll probably get going in that full full on after we get the final approval. You know, I, I don't like waving the flag too much right. beforehand. It's right. that can really trip yeah. you up a little bit, right? Um, but we'll. We'll be getting into that, but we've had some really interesting discussions with people. I, you know, was kind of surprised. You know, there's maybe like Tri City wants to have some kind of facility there. You know, the folks, the guys from Quick and Billabong are really pretty amped on it. And then, you know, we want to like also infuse a lot of the local um, businesses as well because yeah. that's part of the deal too. Like, we really want to create this really authentic and local experience because that's yeah. that's what people want now, right? Like. It used to be like in the 70s and 80s, like, oh, I'm going to go to, I go to a Marriott. I know what I'm going to get. I'm getting the same Marriott no matter where I go. Yeah. And that's really changed now. And it's become this authentic experience. And you barely even know that you're in a Marriott, right? Like yeah. you go to one of their autograph collections, there's just a tiny little plaque on the front door and you'd otherwise have no clue. Right. So it's, it's really what, you know, people have moved away so far away from buying stuff and things and they're really spending their money on all these experiences. Yeah. And they want those experiences to be authentic and they want to connect to the local people and culture. Right. And that's what we're really trying to deliver. And part of that in the ocean side is delivering a lot of our local businesses there. You know, so so the creams of the crops, or maybe they, you know, LTH or a Bagby. You know, we definitely want to have a brewery on the site. You know, it's yeah. it's San Diego. It's like you have to have a brewery, right? Yeah. And we want to get on that brewery tour and be part of the part of the gig and Here's an interesting question, one that you guys have probably thrown around. When I think of Oceanside, I think of the Marines. And so is that something we just stay away from? I mean, I know you're not going to say that, but I mean, the the Marines are like, how do we embrace that part of because or do we not? Yeah, I mean, Camp Pendleton is part and parcel of Oceanside. Though, you know, that's part of the gig. Literally a stone's throw from your is it just on the other side? Yeah, like they're they're probably, yeah, that's yeah. real close. Um, I don't think that there's anything specific we're doing either way for that. Yeah. I think that, hey man, Marine Corps boys are always welcome, right? right. Exactly. And just yeah. come on out and everyone have a good time and yeah, it's it'll be all good. And yeah. regarding home prices, I mean, do we just obviously the market dictates the value, and but at some point you're like, okay, look, things are this is how things are in this area, you know, and that's kind of how you base, you know, your business as, as you start to pencil it out. You're like, we got X number of units at X amount, each unit, this thing looks like it's a go. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Oceanside is like the last affordable place if near that, the beach. I mean, even affordable. I do. The prices have like doubled yeah. in the last 10 years. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's still way, way, way more affordable than, you know, the Del Mars and Sauna beaches in yeah. the world, right? And um so we're 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 assuming prices prices that are really consistent with the neighborhoods around yeah. there. It's not like we're trying to, you know, yeah. 
be bigger than the market or anything like that. But um, we think we're going to bring a really attainable option to a lot of folks. Cool. Yeah. And and as a developer, obviously, you have to face sort of these state-mandated affordable housing um, minimums, I guess. And I don't know too much about it other than what I read in the papers and knowing that the city of Encinitas is struggling with it. Does that something that you guys have had to um, mitigate or overcome? Yeah. So, you know, obviously the state of California has basically been coming after cities for failing to comply with um, affordable housing requirements. And so, I mean, almost every single city in the state is deficient in their affordable housing. Um, city of Oceanside is no exception. And there's an affordable housing requirement in the project and, We'll, you know, we'll just, we'll be compliant with that, that right. code. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's part of the reason that, you know, another reason why the city is excited about the project. You know, yeah. we help, we exactly. help solve one of their issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it feels like we've touched on a lot here, Mike. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that, that you want to say or other than. Oh, we're just, uh, I, you know, first, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been great chatting with you. And we were just so, we're so stoked to get this thing going. And, you know, just super committed to creating like the best wave, the best experience you've ever had with any, any sort of artificial wave deal. Basically taking everything we've learned from all the guys that were really courageous to come out of the ground first and and really amplify what they're doing and, and build upon it. And, I think at the end of the day, people are going to be so stoked to come to this thing. Whether you're a surfer or not, you're going to, you know, if you're a climber, you're going to be all over this place too. If you're into mountain biking, you're going to be all over it. Skating, we're we're just so like so lucky to be directly across the street from the Oceanside Skate Park right there. Yeah, and that place goes off, man. Like I, I'm there at 7 a.m. and the, there's like 60 people skating. Like, what <laughs> is going on, man? Like it's crazy. That's cool. So you know, we want to be part of that and and we want those guys to be in you know coming across and getting you know drinks lunch whatever it is and hanging out and we'll have a big fitness facility on the project as well so you know we'll have a climbing gym and working out and it's just gonna be it's gonna be a cool place to hang out you know that's the goal is you get you know you go get your uh your surfing you go get your lunch get maybe get another surf your your family comes and stays in town. They stay there, and part of what we think we're also delivering is like this opportunity for people to come to San Diego. You know, I don't know if you know this, but like the average length of stay for a visitor to San Diego is like a whole day longer than basically anywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's four days is your average stay here, and, that, and that's really driven by people go to SeaWorld, Disneyland, you know, Knott's Berry Farm, the beaches, all, all these you know Legoland and all that. So I. Th- you know, we feel like we're bringing a facility that really accommodates those folks too, right? So they can stay here, zip up the Disneyland, get some waves. Everyone in the family has something to do. So you and I are like in there, we're surfing like fiends, right? Just being super greedy in the pool. And, you know, maybe your wife's at the spa or doing yoga and your your son's, you know, maybe he's really into skating right now. So he's over there skating and your daughter's, you know, at the gym working out or climbing or whatever it is so everyone from like age four to 84 has something to do there and that's that's kind of like the gig we're going for cool yeah well thank you mike thanks so much for being on the on the podcast yeah thank you 